there was this little sense of, well, but I told Paul to take them to the office. I had this picture in my mind of where they were by the front door. So that means that he was the last person that would have had them or done something with them. So it would have been very easy for me just to blow it off and say, well, it's his fault because he was supposed to take them to the office and I don't know where they are now. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, what to do when you think your spouse has forgotten something important. Yell at him. (laughs) No, don't yell at him. Hold on. All right. You should accuse them. You should shame them. Shaming is a very good tactic as yeah. well. And blame them. And blame them. That's yeah. what I do. Yeah, that works pretty good. So this comes out of an actual um, situation for us. A few weeks ago, we did a secure marriage workshop. Yep. And we were getting prepped for it. And we put together workbooks for the couples that show up. And when we very first started, we created really nice cover co- color covers to put with our workbooks. We ordered them from a company and we had a box at home with all of those in it in the last... 250 covers. I mean, we got a lot of covers. Yes, exactly. So we were putting our workbooks together and got them done and we were ready to put the covers on and couldn't find the box of covers anywhere. Nope, they're gone. I looked in the attic, Paul looked in the garage, I opened all the boxes, he dug in places that we haven't dug in, well, since we moved into the house however yeah. many years ago. Two or three trips to my office, thinking they were at my office somewhere buried. Then we did some cleaning, and we had two kids move out of the house, and after that point, I don't know where it went at all. I don't know where it went either. They are gone. We expected the covers to show up, you know, the next day after we did the workshop. Since then, they have never shown up. They are just gone. We expect that they're at Goodwill somewhere, goodwill somewhere and someone got yeah. a box of 250 covers that say Six Secrets of Every Secure Marriage <laughs> And maybe on they wallpapered their wall with it or yeah, something. Who, who knows? knows? Who knows what happened to them? But the process of working through this issue between Shannon and I had the potential of, of being a powder keg between the two of us and blowing up at each other because there were lots of feelings and lots of behaviors that came out of those feelings because these covers were lost. So what were your feelings once we realized we can't find these covers and we've looked for three days and the workshop's now tomorrow night? Well, I had a few different <clears throat> feelings. One of them was feeling like, oh man, here's just another time that I'm going to get blamed for forgetting something because I... Um, I have a hard time remembering things for for various different reasons, but I have a tendency to lose my keys quite often, which when other things disappear, it's real easy to go, oh, well, here's just another time that Shannon's lost something or forgotten where she's put it or something. Her cell phone goes missing quite frequently. Yeah, that's <laughs> kind of the same thing as my keys. I might need a tile for my cell phone <laughs> as well. Anyway, um, the other thing that we I We should was, sponsor this one, this episode by Tile. tile. No kidding, huh? <laughs> We should talk to them about sponsorship. Go ahead. Um, The other thing that I was feeling was there was this little sense of, well, but I told Paul to take them to the office. I had this picture in my mind of where they were by the front door. So that means that he was the last person that would have had them or done something with them. So it would have been very easy for me just to 
blow it off and say, well, it's his fault because he was supposed to take them to the office and I don't know where they are now. But I really just felt guilty or bad, like I had done something wrong. I think that was more prominent than even wanting to blame you for it. And my feelings, once you told me that these covers are missing, was frustration because... uh, I, li- I put a lot of energy and effort into designing these covers, to getting them printed, to spending the money on the covers, um, because I want the workbooks that we put out um, for these for the couples that we work with. I want it to look professional. I want um, I want them to feel like they're getting a good product. And now when these color covers are missing, uh, I'm afraid that we aren't going to look as good. More specifically, I'm not going to look as good. Kind of the self-interest, I don't want to do something to embarrass myself. And so I can feel myself getting frustrated because there becomes the belief that Shannon has done something. She's lost the covers. She misplaced them. And now it's going to make me look bad. And those feelings, those stories can can start to crop up very quickly, very rapidly in our interactions, which then lead to behaviors because the behaviors for me, we'll kind of work backwards here. Um, when I am feeling threatened, like I'm not going to look as good, my behavior in the past has been to blame, has been to kind of push, has been to almost interrogate. Now, where did you put them? Why can't you remember where you put them? Yeah. It's not that hard of a thing to do to remember where you put the box of covers or your keys or your phone. Why don't you put your phone on the little table next to the bed where people are supposed to put their phones? And I I actually come down on her. I actually talk down to her like she's less capable or less competent, which is not fair for me to do. It's inappropriate for me to do because it's not accurate. My wife isn't less of a human being because she lost her keys or because she lost the phone or because she's misplaced the covers. If she even misplaced the covers, I could have. Now for you, your behaviors, when you're feeling guilty and sad or scared of my reaction, what was your behaviors? Um, I spent, well, I cried for one thing. I spent a lot of time looking and looking and looking, but I think I went into kind of the uh, uh, a shame mode, like even though even though Paul didn't necessarily um, uh, come down on me like he used to in the past, I still I think I still carry that. So my responses were out of those fears of past behaviors towards yeah. me, and so um, I think as instead of um, wanting to blame him so much and say, well, where did you put them? How how come how come I'm being blamed for it? I really kind of internally was struggling in turmoil about, oh, well, this must be my fault. So that's the feelings and the behaviors that were present. How did we get through it? Well, at some point we were sitting on the couch and I was just telling Paul how how sad I was and just how horrible I felt about it. And I asked him, what are we going to do? And um, he said the greatest thing ever, and at first it caught me off guard. I wasn't quite sure, but he said, we waste nothing. And I was like, well, that's not exactly at all what I was thinking. I thought he was going to tell me, yeah, it's your fault, blah, 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 all those things. But he didn't. He said, we waste nothing. And I looked at him. He said, we can use this as a story. How appropriate of a story is this to come into a marriage conference and say, we could have had this great big huge blow up and we didn't. 
We find that actually happens a lot is as we prep for marriage workshops, we end up bumping up against our own stuff where we have potential fights before yeah. the marriage workshops. We're already aware of that and we're actually on guard so that we are treating each other a little bit more kindly, a little bit more patiently, a little bit more respectfully as we prepare for workshops because if we're blowing up at each other before we're teaching a workshop on marriage, we Every might not everybody's going to sense it. They're going to know it. And we might not have the credibility to actually exactly. be teaching workshops on marriage if we can't figure out our own stuff. Right. And this is this isn't this isn't anything special to us. This happens to yeah. every couple in every marriage everywhere where something happens and there's the potential to blame each other. And it's taken years of practice for both of us. I can remember having to make the shift in my head, which is I'd rather be connected to my wife than to, than to be mad at each other going into this workshop. And right. so the covers are secondary. My wife's heart is primary. Her experience, I want her to know we are okay. And that because we lost, you know, $100 worth of covers is, is, is okay. She's more important than the covers. Yeah, and as soon as he said, as soon as he said, we waste nothing, and and explained to me what we how we could use it, all of the pressure was just off, and it was like, okay, well, if I can think of another place to look, I'll look. But it just was like, okay, this we can use this. This is good stuff. And and we did use it. And we had and we had lots of laughter after that of like, oh my word, how on earth did we lose these, and where did they go? And instead of being frustrated and and kind of like, well, did he do it? Did she do it? Yeah. It was just now it was this kind of game of yeah. like, where else can we look to figure out? Yeah. Figure out. Um, but I think a lot of times in situations where um, where couples hit upon this, where they think their spouse has forgotten something, the best things that you can do instead of making the assumption that they've actually forgotten, give them the benefit of the doubt. I can th think of situations where I've thought that Paul has forgotten something and he actually hasn't forgotten. He's just chosen to do it a diff different time or to do it a different way. And if I would have given him the benefit of the doubt, it would have allevi alleviated for me a lot of frustration and hurt and, and pain because I made an assumption that he had forgotten. I'm, I'm gonna stereotype a little bit. I think the thing that comes up for couples is oftentimes the husband forgets a, a birthday or a special date or that they're going out to dinner or they have family coming over. And, um, and I think wives get tired of that after a while. The, usually the pain point with there is, is the wife starts telling a story in her head, which is, this isn't important to my husband. He doesn't care. He doesn't care about and the me. Minute, the minute you feel like I don't care about you, you start to respond in a very self-protective, right. I have to guard my heart against this man who doesn't care about me. Right. And it might not be true. I might care about you a lot. I just have forgotten about the dinner coming up or right. I forgot where I put the thing. So it's always the stories we end up telling about our spouses. That's why we go back to the concept of the benefit of the doubt. Right. If I, if you can give me the benefit of the doubt, which is, yeah, he forgot the meal. I can share with him my feelings, um, but I'm not going to accuse him of having bad character or bad motivation. Exactly. If this scenario sounds very familiar to you, where someone's forgotten something uh, between you and your spouse, and you're constantly kind of having these arguments over and over and over again, 
we had to practice some of the six secrets of a secure marriage to get through this. We had to remain open with each other rather than defensive, closed off, shut down. We both had to take responsibility in this. That's a huge one right there. Instead of trying to put responsibility on my wife right. or my wife trying to put responsibility on me, we, we both took personal responsibility, which is, do I remember moving it anywhere? Right. I remember seeing it here last. And then she believed me when I said, this is as far as I can remember on that. And when she says, this is as far as I can remember on it, I had to trust her. Right. And, but she took responsibility in that and I took responsibility in it and they're still missing. Right. There had to be empathy. Empathy was listening to each other's feelings and then making a decision, which is my wife's heart is more important than $100 worth of covers that are now missing. That empathy piece is probably going to be huge in all of this. And and me understanding that Paul is not mad at me. He's worried about his how he's going to be looked and seen and perceived because we don't have these nice covers. Yep. And so being able to not take his frustration personal. Yeah, yeah. It's it's self-protective in that in that time frame. So those are just three of the elements that we use from the six secrets of every secure marriage workshop that we do. Yeah. But you, they play out on a day-to-day basis every day in little things and big things. If you are wanting some uh, wanting to get these skills so that you don't have to have a big blow up every time you forget something or your spouse forgets something, um, you can check out securemarriage.com and there are online courses and free videos and resources that will teach you what these six secrets uh, look like and how to apply it to your relationship. Anyway, if we find the covers someday, we'll let you know. Or if you happen to be in Portland and you go to a Goodwill and you see a box of um, covers that say six secrets of every secure marriage, let us know. We'd like our covers back. (laughs) In the meantime, thanks for um, uh, listening to this episode and uh, we hope you have a good day. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the show this week. If you want to find out how you can build your own secure marriage, go to securemarriage.com. And if you have a chance, subscribe to our show on iTunes or however you get your podcast and leave us a review while you're there. You can also write us at podcast at securemarriage.com or follow us on Facebook. We're Paul and Shannon Elmore, and you've been listening to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse.